afternoon. This is the 4 o'clock news on Latin Alt 88.5 HD3. I'm Christian Pineda with what's going on today in Southern California and your world. The Supreme Court is hearing cases by phone. Schools in Vietnam are opening, and we've got your latest updates on the COVID-19 pandemic here in California. Let's kick things off with some local news. Officials have announced that there's another 791 confirmed cases in L.A. County, along with 21 more deaths. That brings our total toll to over, to over 25,000. County Public Health Director Barbara Ferris says Los Angeles is mourning the loss of every COVID-19 death. She continues to urge the community to keep distancing, quarantining, wearing masks, and washing our hands frequently. The homeless population has a confirmed 182 cases of coronavirus. Fair also says there's been 526 cases in federal prisons, where five inmates have died. Orange County's coronavirus toll is now at 2,743 cases, with 52 deaths today. The number of people hospitalized with the virus dropped from 202 to 187. Authorities kept an eye out at county beaches over the weekend. A large number of people in Newport Beach and San Clemente went to the shore yesterday. Lifeguards had to point out to them that they were violating Governor Gavin Newsom's order. Newport Beach spokesman John Pope says the lifeguards in Newport Beach asked about 2,700 people to vacate the beaches from Newport Pier to the Santa Ana Riverbed. The Pasadena Tournament of Roses announced today a $100,000 donation to local COVID-19 relief efforts. The funds will be used to support nine Pasadena food providers for people in need, such as the Foothill Unity Center and Friends Indeed. Four meals are provided for every $1 donated. The Tournament of Roses has also begun providing lunches for Huntington Hospital Roses staffing the drive through testing site at the Rose Bowl Stadium. A new fund has been created to help artists in a affected by the coronavirus pandemic. The Relief Fund for LA County Visual Artists plans to distribute $655,000 in the form of one-time grants. The California Community Foundation and the J. Paul Getty Trust launched the fund. The fund has already seen support from artist-focused foundations in LA. The funds are being distributed through the Center for Cultural Innovation, a nonprofit focused on financial well-being in the arts. Eligible applicants can apply on the Center for Cultural Innovation's website. This is Mark Dion with the Coronavirus Lifestyle Update. The coronavirus has caused a lot of financial strain for small businesses, which does include food trucks. The president of the grilled cheese truck, Justin Brill, says how the coronavirus affected his sales. It's actually hit us pretty hard. Uh, generally, January, February, March uh, are a little bit slow for us. Um, April, it really starts to ramp up. We've had over 125 um, events and caterings that we had had scheduled cancel on us. Um, so it's been a huge impact. Brill believes there is an advantage of being a food truck, which is helping his company through these rough times. We've had a lot of success going to different neighborhoods where they've requested us, whereas if you are brick and mortar, you're kind of stationary, you're not really able to do so. The grilled cheese truck serves people at its receded location and wherever its food truck goes. To find out the locations, follow them on Twitter. This is Mark Dion with KCSN News. The LA Unified School District has announced the launch of an expanded effort to help educators master online instruction to help students at home. Nearly all teachers have completed the training in basics of remote learning, and more than half signed up for an additional 30 hours of professional development. The superintendent says he hopes teachers can relay their talents online and engage students and their families in online learning. 
This is Desiree Leon Rosales with a coronavirus lifestyle update. With schools around California shutting down for the rest of the school year, many high school students might be having a difficult time with the transition to classes online. However, some enjoy the change and are excited. A Crescento Valley High School sophomore shares his thoughts. I do like that I am now doing online school. I think that I can now pace myself uh, however I like. And some of the bad things I think are that this is new to me. I'm not comfortable yet with it, but I'm getting there. This new transition not only impacts students, but also parents. Claudia Rosales shares her thoughts with school transitioning to all online. Well, I'm glad that um, they canceled uh, face-to-face education and that the district still choose uh, to continue school all online. Uh, because that way uh, my son is not missing out his school year. Although face-to-face school interaction is canceled for the remainder of the school year, the teachers, students, and parents are working hard together to help create a smoother process to this new learning experience. I'm Desiree Leon Rosales for KCSN News. A high school resource officer in Ohio wants to congratulate personally the graduating seniors for their hard work, so he plans to visit the homes of all 317 of them. Summit County Deputy Todd Hart is the resource officer at Green High School at Green High School near Akron, Ohio. Hart says he wants to find a way to spread cheer to the graduating seniors during the pandemic since they won't be getting a graduation ceremony. He plans to visit every home by May 28th. For the first time in American history, the Supreme Court is hearing cases not in person, but through a conference call. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. All persons having business before the Honorable, the Supreme Court of the United States, are admonished to give their attention, for the court is now sitting. God save the United States and this Honorable Court. Justices will be scheduled on a conference call with lawyers and members of the court on the line as well. Due to the pandemic, cases that were scheduled for March and April were postponed to a later date. In today's cases, the court will decide on whether a company is able to get a federal trademark for their website. A hotel reservation website called Booking.com says a federal trademark should be available to companies if consumers are thinking of it as a distinct brand name. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg says a website alone isn't enough to make a name trademarked. First question is, if you're right, that .com doesn't make a generic term uh, non-generic, how many marks, already registered marks, would be subject to cancellation. 75% of people in a survey considered Booking.com to be a distinct brand name. The Justice Department believes this should not be allowed. Funeral homes in Brooklyn, New York, are getting double the calls. They're saying they were on out of space for bodies that were supposed to be cremated. Mayor Bill de Blasio says that it is a horrible situation and disrespectful to the families for their loved ones to be put in trucks with ice. Because of this, the Andrew T. Cleckley Funeral Home has had its license suspended by the New York State Department of Health. The funeral home owner declined to comment on the matter. New York funeral homes are still taking major precautions and only doing business over the phone or online. The pandemic has hit everyone hard, but in New York, the homeless population is feeling it hardest. KCSN reporter Chloe Hooper has the story. For the homeless in New York City, their situation is getting even tougher than it was before. With the line wrapped around the block, nearly 300 homeless people will be getting their first meal of the day. 
More than 650 cases and more than 50 COVID-19-related deaths have been reported by the Department of Homeless Services. With restaurants, coffee shops, and even restrooms at Grand Central Station closed, it is even harder for the homeless to find a place to use the bathroom. The Department of Homeless Services is trying their best to decrease the spread of the virus in shelters by moving adults into single rooms with one bed instead of two. A bill is also being pushed by the city council to require individual rooms for all 17,000 adults. I'm Chloe Hooper, reporting for KCSN News. More problems are being reported at a meat processing plant, this time in Missouri. Almost 400 employees and contract workers have tested positive for coronavirus at Triumph Foods in Buchanan County. Officials at the pork processing plant say they have tested about 1,500 employees and found 17% tested positive. The officials say they are implementing contact tracing and following up with asymptomatic patients. Employees who tested positive have been asked to stay at home and told they will be paid under the company's COVID wage continuation policy. The company is also providing care packages, including hand sanitizer and face masks to infected workers. Since the coronavirus pandemic started affecting the United States, Costco has been putting purchasing limits on certain items like toilet paper, paper towels, and cases of water bottles. On Monday, the company announced it's enforcing purchasing limits on meat. Shoppers are now limited to three items of beef, pork, and poultry products to make sure more members can purchase what they need. Kroger also announced a similar rule last week. The limits are being put in place because there is a high demand for meat products while meat suppliers are closing their factories because of sick workers. There have been fraudulent tests throwing backlash to the FDA. KCSN reporter Sarah Mia has more on the story. U.S. regulators are taking back a decision of allowing scores of coronavirus tests onto the market without checking to see if they work. The Food and Drug Administration took action since some sellers have made false claims about tests and accuracy. Now, companies will have to show their tests work or risk having them pulled from the market. Due to rising pressure and increasing testing options, the FDA is allowing companies to begin selling tests as long as they reveal their plans and give a disclaimer that they're not FDA approved. The policy is set to allow flexibility. FDA Deputy Commissioner Dr. Inaz Shah says flexibility never meant that they would allow fraud. Shah also says there are fraudulent test kits using the pandemic as a chance to take advantage of consumers. The revised policy followed weeks of criticism from doctors, lab specialists, and members of Congress, saying the FDA's lack of oversight created a wild west of unregulated tests. I'm Sarah Mio for KCSN News. Guatemalan migrants to the U.S. were once considered heroes by the families they left behind due to the money they regularly sent back. That money was the mainstay of many village economies, but ever since the global pandemic hit, the flow of money has slowed. Many many migrants have lost jobs and many are being deported, but they are not always able to go back to their villages, because neighbors fear they will bring the virus with them from the U.S. More than 680 people have tested positive for the coronavirus in Guatemala, including people deported from the U.S. At least 17 have died. Testing there is limited, so the numbers may be much higher. In Haiti, police are guarding a hotel with many quarantined deportees from the U.S. to prevent them from escaping and to protect them from neighbors scared of the virus. Similar mistreatment is being reported in other countries in Latin America and the Caribbean. Students across Vietnam started returning to their classrooms today after closures due to the coronavirus pandemic. A sixth grade student from Hanoi says she is very excited to go back to school and to be able to be with her teachers and classmates after three months.
Students are required to wear masks, among other measures, to minimize the spread of the virus, such as using hand sanitizer and being scanned for temperatures at the gate before they enter the school. Vietnam has confirmed only 271 coronavirus cases, and the country has not reported any new COVID-19 cases for nearly three weeks. All educational institutions in Vietnam were closed at the beginning of February when the first cases were reported in the country, and all learning was quickly moved online. Japan is extending its state lockdown until the end of May. Prime Minister Shinzo Abe says the country must prepare for a life with the virus. Places with high infection rates like Tokyo and Osaka will continue to reduce social contact by 80%. The rest of the country will loosen on restrictions for small businesses. Abe says he will review the infection status mid-May to see if the order can be lifted before May 31st. Local governors have authority to request residents to suspend businesses and stay indoors through Japan's state of emergency laws. However, it cannot force lockdown measures with penalties. The pharmaceutical company Roche says it will ramp up production of its FDA-approved antibody test. Roche CEO Severin Schwann says his company will start making millions of tests starting this month. The good news about this antibody test is we can produce it really in high, in high quantities. So uh, uh, in May alone, we will be able to ramp up uh, production of this uh, antibody test to the high double-digit millions, and we will further increase capacities for the coming months. The antibody testing can also help researchers learn whether patients can be reinfected with the novel coronavirus. Schwann says the antibodies tests may be the key to reopening the world. We know from other coronaviruses that if you have gone through an infection and you have recovered, then you should expect that you also gained immunity. So there is a high likelihood that after an infection with this coronavirus uh, that you will acquire immunity. The Swiss company's antibody test is not the first to receive the FDA's emergency approval, but it appears to be the most effective with a specificity of 99.8%. On this week's two episodes of The Last Dance, Michael Jordan speaks about his origins with Nike, in which he originally wanted to sign with Adidas, as well as his gambling controversy and his matchups with Charles Barkley. But it all began with an opening in memory of the late Kobe Bryant. Bryant spoke about his relationship with Jordan and elaborates why he has always had high regards for the great one. You know, I truly hate having discussions about who would win one-on-one and your fan saying, hey, Kobe, you beat Michael one-on-one. I feel like, yo, what you get from me is from him. I won't get five championships here without him because he guided me so much and gave me so much great advice. Next week's episodes will dive into Jordan's consequences for his competitiveness, including an incident in which he punched former teammate and now Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr. I'm Cindy Rodriguez reporting for KCSN. Legendary football coach Don Shula has died. He was the NFL's winningest coach who led the Miami Dolphins to the, on, to the only league's only undefeated season. The Dolphins issued a statement saying Shula passed peacefully at his home. Shula won an NFL record 347 games over his long career. He coached for 33 years and 26 with Miami. Shula was inducted into the Football Hall of Fame in 1997. The Miami Dolphins are making plans that will allow fans to attend games amid the coronavirus pandemic.
The Hard Rock Stadium holds 65,000 people, but the team could limit the attendance to 15,000 to continue social distancing. Another significant change could also take place for those entering and exiting the stadium. The league confirmed it will release the 2020 schedule later this week, with the opening game set for September 10th. The University of Louisville has received a notice of violations from the NCAA for infractions under former coach Rick Pitino. The Level 1 violation is considered the most serious the NCAA can deliver. The description of violations includes improper recruitment offers, among other benefits offered to student-athletes by Patino and university staff. Patino's penalties included a show-cause penalty, a suspension, and limitations on his, rec- his recruiting. Patino left Louisville to coach at Iona, but his penalties will still stand. The investigation that led to notice centered on pay-for-play allegations involving Louisville and Adidas executives. It's time for some Korean baseball. ESPN announced it will air six games per week of the Korean baseball organization starting tomorrow at 10 in the evening Pacific time. The KBO originally was scheduled to start in late March, two days after the MLB's opening day. South Korea has reported 252 deaths, while the U.S. has reported 67,000 due to COVID-19. The South Korean prime minister says sports will resume, but without fans in the stadiums. 2020 wants you to add another thing to your long list of worries. A giant hornet that can kill humans if it stings them multiple times. Asian giant hornets, nicknamed murder hornets, have been spotted in the U.S. for the first time, specifically in Washington state. Beekeepers have reported piles of dead bees with their heads ripped off, an alarming sight in a country with a rapidly declining bee population. Scientists do not know how the world's largest hornets arrived here, but believe that they may have been transported in international cargo. The Twilight series prequel will make its debut on August 4th. Stephanie Meyer's The Midnight Sun was announced on her website to be released. Meyer considered postponing the announcement considering the situation we are in amid the virus, but she figured it would be a good distraction for her fans. In Florida, a man has been arrested after he was discovered camping out at Walt Disney World's Discovery Island. The theme park has been closed since mid-March due to the coronavirus pandemic, and this particular feature has been closed to the public since 1999. The local sheriff says the man has been camping on the island since early last week. Deputies had been searching for him with helicopters and boats, but he claims he did not hear them because he was asleep. He says he didn't know he was trespassing and called the island a tropical paradise. He was charged with a misdemeanor of trespassing on posted property and is scheduled to a court hearing in June. And the man is banned from all Walt Disney World properties. Today is Star Wars Day. Fans around the world are celebrating the hit series today, and it's not just them. Disney is getting in on the action, too, releasing Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker on Disney Plus a full two months early. Other fans are celebrating by streaming music from the series or by remembering the late Carrie Fisher, who passed away in 2016. So go online and celebrate in your favorite ways, too. And of course, may the 4th be with you. In Brazil, the huge statue of Christ the Redeemer has loomed over Rio de Janeiro for almost 90 years. The 98-foot-tall statue has responded to the coronavirus in many ways throughout this pandemic. It was lit up on Easter Sunday to honor medical workers, and lit with the different flags in March to offer messages of hope to the world. This weekend, a face mask was projected onto the statue to encourage people to continue following safety guidelines and keeping themselves and others around them healthy. The statue, a major tourist landmark, has been closed since mid-March. 
In Southern California weather, it looks and feels like summer is here. That heat wave is going to keep on rolling this week with expected temperatures in the mid to upper 90s. Morning should still be around a crisp 60 degrees though. The skies are looking like nothing but sun as far as the forecast can see, so make sure you pack some sunscreen if you're going outside. Today, the temperatures are holding steady in the low 90s and we won't see them drop off till around 7 or 8 when they'll drop to the 70s for the rest of the night. Right now though, it's 91 degrees in Northridge and 80 in LA. At 420, I'm Christian Pineda on Latin Alt 88.5 HD3. Stay healthy and stay safe.